I'm Joel Hansel. I'm Katie Karpinski. And this is CC Airwaves. Katie, the um, past couple months are pretty busy times here in our cemeteries as we have um, we have Easter and Mother's Day and Memorial Day and Father's Day. All times of great uh, visitation by people uh, coming into our cemeteries, visiting their loved ones, um, touching base with their loved ones, remembering, you know, some people uh, have happy memories, some people will shed a tear. And, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good time for us to maybe discuss how a lot of these people in their heart are still in some form of grief. Yeah, and I think that when we think about those big holidays, you're right. Um, You know, no matter how much time has passed, there's still grief that those people are experiencing. And with that grief comes a certain amount of suffering. And um, I think suffering is a word that not many people like to really think about um, what that means and how we experience that in our life. Um, And it's a big idea to unpack. So I think the goal for today is for us to just have a conversation about it and how you can work through that and approach, um, you know, lifelong challenges or trials with hope and um, with the spiritual tools you need. So um, today we are joined by Rhonda Abrams. So Rhonda, thank you again for joining us. You're welcome. And um, my prayers for everyone out there who is who have hearts that are troubled and um, are in need of some consolation. We'll just talk and hopefully we'll be able to bring some type of peace for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like Joel was saying, I think everyone well, you know, even without holidays, everyone at some point in their life is going to lose someone they care about. And with that loss comes a very unique type of suffering. And, uh, you know, obviously, depending on how close you were to the person and what your relationship was with them, um, that might vary from person to person. But you will have times when God is going to challenge you and you're going to have some pretty intense trials. And um, I think the big thing, and like I said, a lot of people, I feel, stray away from really experiencing it, but there is no escaping that sense of loss. And I think that's something that a lot of people might have a hard time understanding is that, you know, no matter what you do and how you live your life and how your relationships play out, you are going to experience loss at some point. Right. We, we live in a world where this is not our, our final destination. So um, everyone at one point or another is going to experience the death of a loved one. And um, it, it's all in your heart and in your faith as to how you approach that loss that you feel. If you um, become the grief or if you try to transcend it and use um, Jesus and his um, words to comfort you, to bring you through it. Yeah, I think kind of what you said where you can't let yourself become whatever you're feeling. So I think it's kind of like a nice thing. It's, you know, acknowledge what you're feeling and own up to that, you know, in itself. But don't let that single thing define you and who you are and where you're going. And like you said, I think so much of it depends on your outlook. And, you know, you can't really control what you're going through, but you can control how you react and how you decide to move forward. Exactly. Yeah. And Jesus is the um, prime model for us in in our grief, in our disappointments, because God allowed Jesus to come down as a human. So he felt everything that we feel 
in our griefs, in our disappointments, in our pain and suffering. So he walked through that path. And so he knows and understands what we're feeling. And he's the greatest comforter that we could ever have because he knows what it feels like. And he also mm-hmm. is there to help us get to the other side of it. Yeah. And just he's just such a good example. I mean, obviously, he's the best example we could have of anything here on Earth. But um, he went through so many types of suffering, you know, like he lost his father, Joseph, and his cousin Lazarus. And then he also endured so much physical suffering and emotional suffering, you know, himself at the crucifixion. So um, I think you're absolutely right that God gave us Jesus as a reminder, an example of, you know, this is part of the human experience. And um, it's something that God has given to us as a tool to grow, you know, closer to him and um, just closer to each other, really, um, as part of that universal experience. Um, And then, yeah. Go right ahead. Go ahead. No, please, go ahead. I was just going to say, as Jesus, as our model, he um, brings us good examples of how to deal with the griefs that we have. Um, whenever Jesus encounters some very deep um, issues, such as, like you said, the death of Lazarus, he would go to a, a place by himself and pray and ask for God's assistance in, you know, lifting his heart or, or things like that. Jesus also counted on scriptures, God's truth. And that's a couple of the things that we can do in our griefs to combat the downheartedness is to go to God's word. And and not focus on the circumstances that we're in, but focus on what God brings us through those pains and those heartaches, the truth that he gives us, the faith that he allows us to have and the grace he can give us to walk through the brokenheartedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, my I, goal is usually the scriptures, you know, going through like the Psalms or something like that. Yeah, or even, you know, biblical figures, sorry, that's a hard phrase to say, Um, but you look at all these figures throughout history, you know, like David and Moses and Jesus, and then later the apostles, um, some of the most holy people that we know were also the ones that dealt with the most, you know, like suffering, and they had the hardest challenges. So in a way, um, you know, again, God's saying, you know, here's how I'm forging you to be ready to be reunited with me one day. And um, that's just something we, you know, have to come to terms with. And um, Rhonda, you mentioned before, um, there's a metaphor that death is just a scarecrow. And I think that's really powerful for some people, um, you know, how a scarecrow might ward off some people. But we know as, um, you know, Christians that, you know, death is not the end and death isn't something we should necessarily fear or have resentment towards. It's just, you know, a front that society has built up and the world has portrayed to be bad. But we know that, you know, death is a way of growing closer to God. And when our loved ones pass away, it's not necessarily that they're gone from us, but they're just on a different level than we are. And so I think that's a really powerful metaphor, too, that helps put in perspective the suffering because, you know, suffering has to come to an end at some point. Um, yeah. you know, what, what that timeline looks like, none of us know, but we do know that eventually we'll be, you know, freed from that in all forms of the word and, um, reunited with God one day. Right. And I think in another sense, death is a lot of things, a lot of times what people fear the most mm-hmm. is because there's no vision on what's on the other side of it. It's, it's all about faith and what God says is going to be provided for us. He's going to prepare a place for us. 
But if you don't have the faith or the knowledge of what happens after death, then death just seems like the end. It's the dark tunnel. It's mm-hmm. at the end and there's nothing more to be sought. But if you're in God's word and if you're in his presence and, and feeling his grace and, and the Holy Spirit is enlightening you, you'll understand death is a passageway and not as the end because mm-hmm. it's the world that's the physical world we're in now. But death is the passageway to the spiritual world that is even greater than what we have now. So sometimes it's all about a perspective that we have on what death is. Yeah. And I mean, to that end, too, you know, you could view his life in that same scope, you know, where life is just this transition, this huge, long transition to getting closer to God. And, you know, and death is kind of the final phase in that first transition, um, obviously, we don't know exactly how, you know, the afterlife works or anything, but we do know that the time we spend here on Earth is, you know, a way of, of getting ready. So I think that's a great point to make also, though. Um, yeah. th- there's another metaphor you use that I also like um, where you can kind of relate the trials we experience on here on Earth to um, giving birth, you know, and it's just so painful in the moment and so hard to endure. But then at the end of it, you, you see this miracle. Or you see this just wonderful thing, you know, that resulted from all that pain. And so um, even with little trials in our life, you know, when you come through and you come out the other side of it, there's, you know, normally something good there. And whether that's, you know, something tangible like, you know, a newborn baby or just learning something about yourself or growing stronger in an area in your life. I think there's so much we can learn from those hardest times in our life and how we, you know, learn more about ourselves or others or how we grew in our faith. So I think there's always something good that can come from, you know, those yeah. darkest times. Yeah. The, the childbirth metaphor is taken directly from scripture and um, Jesus even, um, even gives the Holy spirit um, message to the disciples that when a woman is in childbirth, that's the worst pain that anyone could imagine. But the greatest blessing comes right after that pain, the pain and the mm-hmm. suffering of the, you know, of the, uh, the labor. Mm-hmm. But once she's through the hardest part, the labor, which is kind of like our grief and our, our heartaches, you'll experience the true joy of what God meant for us. And then all of those heartaches are um, disappeared. You don't even mm-hmm. remember. So it's hard for us in our humanity to see beyond the current labor pains that we're experiencing now. But we have to have faith to know that God does have something for us that's greater and it will make us forget the current pains that we have now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just such a good message. And um, I honestly, there's not much more, you know, we can really say about this topic, right? Because it is just so, so forward, you know, um, all of us are going to have the suffering, but like Rhonda, you just said, um, really well, you know, there is something beautiful and something good that can come from it. And so I think that's something, you know, especially now, um, with the way our world is, there's so much suffering. I think if we can all, you know, look past that and instead of, you know, like Rhonda, you also said earlier, kind of giving into that suffering and making that part of who you are, looking past it to a time when this is over, And in the meantime, asking yourself, you know, what can I, how can I better myself from this? Or what can I do to make the world better um, through my suffering? Right. Or even how, how can I make my own perspective better so that Mm -hmm. I can walk through it in a different way? 
Yeah. Um, a couple of the anchors that I thought about are just, like I said before, having faith in God and having faith that God has got you on a path to something better mm-hmm. and to always remind yourself of the truths of the gospel so that the enemy doesn't put those fears in our head. You know, the fears mm-hmm. of um, the death or that you're alone or that you can't do this on your own. Just continue to keep yourself steeped in the gospel so that you're reminded mm-hmm. of the truth that keep your heart uplifted so that you're not troubled with the current situations. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And to go right. a step and to go a step further, um, you know, scripture in, in the book of Revelation, uh, he will wipe every tear from their eye. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. So, you know, it, it's, <laughs> This isn't going to last forever. There is a greater, a greater um, reward for us, not of this world, but of the next world. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful uh, scripture for people to just meditate on. It helps us to keep our hearts set on eternity and not on the present labor pains that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And that ties in nicely to Rhonda with what you said that, you know, if you're looking for truth and comfort, um, going to scripture is really a good place to do that. Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, that passage I think is perfect. Right. Now I'm going to give you one more little anchor before we have to, to, to log off. But um, Jesus offers us peace so many times in the scriptures. Um, it's said that there's over 400 times that Jesus says, peace be with you. In the gospel. So that's something if you have a concordance or something where you can look those up, have those little scriptures set aside where you have some hard times. You can go and look for those peaceful scriptures that remind you that that God has left us the Holy Spirit as a consoler and that will get us through those hurdles of those those labor pains. I think that's great. I think that's a good note to end on to. Um so hopefully, you know, this is helpful to anyone who is listening. Um, again, we're here to help you however we can with our bereavement resources. But um, just know that, you know, suffering is part of being human and it's normal to feel that way. Um, but we and, you know, whatever supports you have are here to help you through that suffering and into whatever God has waiting for you on the other side. So. Um, Rhonda, thanks you so much for joining us and for providing, um, you know, just that great input and those anchors that you mentioned. I'm sure that's going to be helpful for a lot of people. Thank you. And know that I'm praying for all of you out there. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. Um, if you have any topics you'd like us to cover in this podcast moving forward, you can send those to podcast at clecem.org. You can also keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We post, you know, comforting passages and bereavement resources on those platforms pretty often. And you can also learn more about the Catholic Cemeteries Association by visiting our website at clecem.org. Thank you for joining CC Airwaves today. We look forward to your presence in the future. Until then, take care, everyone.